and welcome to another episode of Keeping Orange and Blue. I'm Ryan Evan, joined as always by my good friend, Urbana's finest, Kevin Ducey. What's up, Kev? What up, Ryan, man? Glad to be here. Double, double duty this week. You know, we, we, we dropped the pod Sunday. We're back here Wednesday because we got news, man. We got, we got things moving and shaking. Got to give the people what they want. Yeah, I mean, the demand of this podcast sometimes is just its outrageous, you know? I'm not even sure how. I don't even know how I work, how I am a father. I'm just able to do those things because of this demand from the people. And we try to give the people what they want. But more importantly, though, obviously the interest, the intrigue. There was a portal edition today, a big one. We're going to get to that towards the end of the show. Well, maybe the middle. But the biggest thing I want to talk about today, you know, we have a special guest, Kevin, and, you know, it's, I really don't think he needs any more introduction. I mean, I'm sure you're excited. You ready to have him come on, Kev? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm excited about this kid. I'm excited about his game. excited about his toughness. So let's bring him on. And just before I bring him on, this one's for you, Dan. I know our newest subscriber. Also, Welcome. Kev, who do we got with us? Marcus the Mask. Yeah, dude, stud from Wisconsin. I think, I think one of the, maybe one of the greatest Salukis ever. Uh, I don't don't know if I can say that, but. I mean, your numbers, numbers don't lie. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. So welcome, welcome, man. Thanks for jumping on with us. Yeah, appreciate that. Turn so Marcus, you're, off you're, so we can hear you. There we go. Yeah, yeah you, you're at, you're at a hotel in Orlando. What's going on in Orlando? What are you doing down there, man? Uh, I'm down here just you know training with my agency that I just signed with. Uh, actually, Coleman's down here too. So I met met Coleman, been working out with him a little bit. We're just just down here trying to get better. That's about it. All right. What what you saying? You're trying to get better. What are you What are you focusing on? What 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 do you need to expand in your game? In your opinion. Uh, you know, based on a lot of conversations with Coach Underwood and all the coaches and stuff, I got to get, you know, my guard skills better, you know, working okay. off the, the ball screens and stuff like that. So, you know, trying to just bring out more of the guard side of my game. Right on. Now, when you say um, your guard, I would say this, you know, what I think you shot – what, 50% from spot up th- open threes, which, you know, which is super impressive. We've been talking about that. You know, I think that's a that's an undervalued thing is making open shots. Um, I think that's it's a clear, obvious thing for us. One of the big reasons that the staff wanted you is because the shooting last year was, was subpar. subpar. Um, but for your game, not just what Coach Underwood was wanting, what did you see in your game that you felt like you wanted to improve in your final season of college basketball? Uh, definitely my shot. You know, I felt like I felt like I had uh, you know a couple like slumps throughout this season where my numbers, my percentages weren't as good as what I felt like I could have shot. Um, so you know, just trying to be more consistent shooting. You know, I feel like you can never be a good enough shooter. So. I think for me to play at the highest level, you know, I got to be a knockdown shooter. So definitely that. And then, you know, just getting my body right, you know, staying healthy and just, you know, my speed, my quickness, all stuff like that. Right on. You know, I, I watched a lot of your films, especially, you know, rumors start popping before you committed. And, uh, you know, the things that I really like is like uh, you've got this, like you got a heady game, like you, you've got you've got the savviness. And, and the other thing, like my biggest thing that jumped out is not only the range. All right. So first of all, I'm going to tell all the fans who are listening tonight, if you want to go watch some 
videos, please do it. But my man pulls from 25, and if you don't have a hand in his face, you better like that's cash money. Um, but I loved your toughness, man. I love the way, like, hey, listen, like Marcus, you're six six, you're over 200 pounds, you're big, you're physical, but like you you don't have the 48 inch vertical, like, but but you you have this, you finish at the rim with such effectiveness by using your body that that really impressed me. Um, and I was I was I think you I think I'm really excited that you chose Illinois. What about what about Illinois stood out for you? Uh, you know, for me, just with one year left, like I, I really want to go to a place where I feel like the team can win. You know, and I felt like Illinois had that. You know, I had other schools that were really interesting, but you know, some might have been more of a rebuild year, new coaches and stuff like that. So, you know, I wasn't sure with that. But you know, Illinois, I just felt like. You know, we got a chance to win. And it, for me personally, as a chance to just get better, you know, I feel like I trust the coaches and their development plan, you know, okay. to just keep me in my future career and stuff like that. And then, you know, the fans, like y'all, the fans, the videos I've seen, and just even the social media already, like, you know, I want to play in front of crowds where the fans are passionate and, you know, want to win. And that Illinois definitely has that. I am curious. We'll get to your visit and kind of, you know, maybe anything that stood out in particular while you were there. But while you were at SIU, obviously you were focusing on, you know, doing your thing there. But, I mean, had you kind of paid attention at all, you know, when you're, you know, you don't have off nights or you would watch the tournament, you know, when Illinois had Io and Kofi Coburn. Did any, were you able to watch and kind of see what Brad Underwood had been building from afar? Um, You know, I had watched a couple games, but I didn't. You know, it's not like I was watching it with the intention of thinking, like, oh, yeah, like I might go there. Yeah. It was more just like they were on and I watched because I watch a lot of basketball. So there were times where I watched it. You know, I wasn't tuned in enough to, like, you know, really be diving into how he's running his offenses and the systems and, you know, like what they have really. But, yeah, I had watched a couple of games for sure. But that that's a good thing because they've changed their offense and defensive scheme so many times in your career that it it wouldn't have probably mattered because I'm sure next year they'll be maybe maybe they'll probably stick to something similar they had last year. But now before Kev, I'm sure you have a couple more to, uh, questions. But so on your visit, you know what was your mindset when you went there? Were you kind of thinking like, hey, this is where I you know if this works out here at Illinois like if I enjoy this visit this is where I'm wanting to probably go because maybe it's close still it's like what three hours closer to home right yeah about three hours closer yeah three hours closer to home it's the Big Ten because obviously it was Wisconsin boy you know Big Ten basketball I mean you couldn't help but grow up seeing Big Ten basketball um so what was your mindset going into the visit really you know and, and then what stuck out to you on the visit that kind of pretty much sealed the deal for you yeah, I mean, going into the visit, you know, I knew I liked Illinois and, you know, what the coach was saying. I had been on you know, a lot of phone calls and stuff like that. And I didn't – I didn't really just want to take a bunch of visits. You know, like, I think visits kind of – they get repetitive almost, like all these meetings with people, like the days are long. Like, I'd rather be able to just, you know, stay where I'm at and work out and get better. So I didn't want to take a bunch of visits. So, like, I knew Illinois was, you know, potential for me, so I decided to take it. And uh, I think what stood out is just, you know, just the, the resources that the players have to just get better. You know, I think that's a big thing for me. I feel like I have so much room to improve and get better. And Illinois just has all the resources for that. And they have the, you know, the winning possibilities for next year. Yeah, I think that, like, you know, um, I think the fans 
of the program when they think about you transferring in, you know, your, your 15, 16 points a game score at SIU. I think there's an expectation of like, oh, well, is is Marcus coming in and is, is he going to be the replacement for Terrence Shannon? Is he going to be the leading scorer on the team? And, and my guess, like, what's your thought process, process coming into that? Because, like, I keep hearing a guy talk about a chance to win. Like, I'm hearing it, like, Tell me, tell me what your thought process is. Are you coming in expecting to be the guy that gets the lion's share of the shots? What are you expecting? Um, no, I'm just, you know, expecting to, you know, I expect to have a, a solid role. You know, I think mm-hmm. that, you know, nothing's given. You know, I feel like if I if I deserve that role, then I then I should get it. Um, but you know, I just got to come in and you know work every day and get better. But you know, at the end of the day, like you know, if Terrence were to come back, Coleman were to come back, you know. No question. You know, I would love for a smaller role with a better team. You know, I feel like the more you win, you know, the more you get recognized as a player, the more, you know, just everything works out for you. So at the end of the day, it's, it's the winning that kind of helped me and Illinois get to where we want to get to. And, you know, I think that unselfish attitude is definitely one of the reasons <clears throat> Coach Underwood literally kind of handpicked you, if that's not correct, Marcus. He loved your game. Like, you stuck out. Like, what does that mean when – you know, you've got a coach like Brad Underwood saying, like, we need to get better. We need selfless guys. We need guys that can rebound, who can hit shots, who are tough, who are, are my kind of guys or everyday guys. And Marcus Damask is one of those. Does that kind of make you feel good? I mean, a little bit. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think you want to go to a place that you feel like the head coach has complete confidence and they want you. You know, I think a lot of times, people end up at places that are big, they have the social media or whatever, but, you know, they're not really wanted a ton. And I felt like, you know, coach valued me as a person and a player and he really wanted me to come and, you know, to kind of have that trust was big for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, did you um, did you have any relationships or did you know any guys on the team prior? Like, did you, And then since then, what I mean, obviously you're working out with Coleman down in Orlando. How's, how have the relationships, how's the connection been with the team since you committed? Yeah, going into my visit, I hadn't, you know, I just seen him play a couple of times. So I just knew people from watching, but, you know, I had no personal connections to any of the players, anything like that. Uh, and since then, you know, like we followed, followed a lot of teammates on Instagram and all that stuff. And, you know, I met a couple on my visit. And obviously, Coleman's here. We're in the same lift group. So, you know, I have that interaction, you know, where I'm, you know, starting to connect with Coleman a little bit. But, you know, for the most part, I haven't. I haven't met many of the players on my visit. You know, a lot were going home for Easter. I came that Friday, Saturday, Easter was Sunday. So a lot of the players actually weren't there. So, you know, I haven't connected with too many of them yet. Um, really quick before, you know, I got one more thing, but I, we've got uh, some people watching, asking questions. <clears throat> what do you like most about um, Underwood's coaching style? I obviously – you haven't seen, you know, tons of it, but from your conversations with him, just from maybe what you've even seen in person a little bit, uh, what what do you think about how he coaches? Because, you know, that's been a, a big uproar to a degree of some of the kids that have transferred and and some people, you know, national media have been like, Brad, Underwood's always, he's always angry, he's, he's screaming, you know, but if you notice – Terrence Shannon, you know, has came in defense of Brad and said, you know, he he's doing this because he loves us. We know he loves us. He cares about us. It's passionate. And if we're not doing our job, he's going to let us know. Now, in your opinion, what do you think about Brad Underwood's coaching style? 
Uh, I feel like it's just a, a guy that's passionate, you know, wants wants the best for the players. You know, I feel like the fact that, you know, some of these players have his back, play like a love, I think that speaks a lot. You know, those are the guys that are really going through it. So I think the media can sometimes portray stuff one way or the other, where I feel like if the guys who are really there, you know, talk about how much they like it, I think that speaks a lot. You know, I don't, you know, I feel like at this at this age, you know, we get yelled, you know, like it's okay to get yelled at this age. Like, I mean, there's anymore. Like, I mean, you're a grown man now. I know people want to say kids still in college. You're grown. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, you know, it's nothing that, you know, he's just trying to get us better, trying to get the team better. So, you know, if he yells at us, we probably deserve it. You know, and I, off the court, they, the players said they really like him and stuff like that. So, you know, I think, I don't okay. think And as, we keep it orange and blue, meaning we keep it real, uh, Marcus. So I, I've got one final thing to say for anybody who's maybe unsure about Marcus's game. Go to YouTube. Watch how many game winners he's had. I, I told Kev about this. I said he is clutch. I've watched since his freshman year hitting buzzer beaters against the best teams in the Missouri Valley. He did it from his freshman year. He did it this year on the road against Big 12 team Oklahoma State, who is a borderline t- tournament team, a last team out technically of the NCAA tournament. You know, you could he was the leading scorer, leading rebounder, leading assist guy, all first team, all MVC, over 1,600 points. I just wanted to give you your flowers before you join Champagne. So. You can play. Yeah. So if anybody questions if he can play, and, and, you know, and, and, you might want to might want to do some research. Analytics said he was the second best player in the NBC by by efficiency. So I mean, hey, you know, Marcus, we're really excited you're coming on board. I, I'm excited for you to bring your toughness, your shooting ability, and your experience. Illinois is one of the least experienced teams in NCAA basketball last year, and it showed. And I think that that's something that you're going to come in and bring. And, and do not. Uh, don't hesitate to be a leader, right? And I, I know that everybody will tell you that, that just because you haven't been with the team for a period of time, Terrence will tell you that, like, you're a leader. You're a leader with what you've done. Um, you're a leader with how you act. You can tell here in our brief conversation, and we're just really excited that you chose Illinois. I want to apologize. If I would have known you chose Illinois, I live in Oklahoma City. I went to the game at Oklahoma State uh, <laughs> watch you play. Uh, but, no, we're just we're, just, we're super excited to have you on board. Uh I think you've got a great head on your shoulders and uh, just excited about what you can bring to the program. And, hey, listen, I'll tell you this. As you know, we can get a little stupid. We can get a little crazy on Twitter. Don't let one bad game affect you. Uh, if anybody could tell you about that, Coleman knows it better than anybody else. For some reason, our fans love to pick on him. I would bet he's already said something. I'm just going to bet. I'm just going to bet. But just uh, Yeah, I'm going to bet Coleman said something to you about our fans and stuff. Fans are passionate for sure. Yeah, fan is short for fanatic, but fanatic is not rational, right? So we, we get that. Hey, get yourself some Papa Dells when you get up to Champagne. Still my favorite pizza. I'm born and raised right there. Um, one one last uh, one last question for you, and this is this is a little nuance here. Have you um, some people have talked about Thomas Walkup and giving you that comparison? Are, are you aware of that? And do you know who Thomas Walkup is? I, I don't. I can't say I know who that is. Well, okay. so so from this podcast, Kev, does he need to talk to Brad Underwood and ask who Thomas Walkup is? He probably needs to watch the video on it. Yeah. So Brad Underwood um, had two wins at Stephen F. Austin in the tournament. I think one is a 12 seed, one is a 13 seed, and they almost won a second game in the tournament against Notre Dame. Oh, they almost made the Sweet 16. 
they had a six six guy. Uh, no, I I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. No, coach. Uh, he he actually showed me some film about him and kind of like yes, showed how he's used you know players like me in the past. And yes, like he was that. a mismatch nightmare because he could blow by bigger guys and he could guard a little bit bigger guys and then the smaller guys he could guard them. And he could yeah. boot. He could booty. He could booty ball the smaller yeah, guys. Even ball. though Brad, Brad turned that for Jalen Pickett. So all right, yeah. just wanted to make sure because like that's I think that's I mean I don't think anybody's. Ex- Expecting, but like that's what they're like. We're really excited that Brad's got somebody. You can do it all. Like you can drive the hoop. You can post up smaller guys. You can shoot the three. We're really excited to see you do that in the Big Ten. Happy to have you on board, bud. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Yeah, and thanks for your time. Uh, enjoy the rest of your time in Orlando. Uh, and uh, again, big fans. And thanks for joining us, man. And go Bucks. Yeah. Go <laughs> Bucks. They, they need to win tonight. Yeah. yeah, this this Bulls slash Thunder fan has no love for the Heat, so go Bucks. <laughs> All right, take care, Marcus. Thanks. Thank you. <clears throat> what a fun start to the show! Great guy. Looking forward to him joining Illinois, and uh, obviously super intelligent. A graduate from Carbondale, SIU. Um, one of the best players that they've they've had in that program definitely in a long time so uh yeah so it's been fun and uh with that said kev i know you're in dallas um and uh enjoying a maybe an adult beverage or two but <laughs> or three um but so yeah i'm glad that i got to we got, got to give a fan question in here so that's one other thing. If you subscribe to our YouTube, you are able to ask questions or whatever when we have interviews. Yeah, and hit, you know that, what? Hit, that, hit that like, hit that subscribe, hit that. Yeah. From, from time to time, I will add that into the interviews because if it's a good enough question and I think it's worth to ask and I didn't ask it, I will 100% at let them know. So, And, and I'll, I'll share this. Brad, hey, listen, dude, we understand. Like, I have no doubt that Marcus wants That's to why I didn't ask him. Read the dog pants off Wisconsin. We're not going to be the show that adds any kind of bulletin board material. But, yeah, I, I have no <laughs> doubt. He has no love loss for that school that didn't recruit him. The and then, then the second time around, they're like, oh, we noticed you're pretty good. Hey, uh, we could use some veteran leadership. Hey, listen, Illinois has been victim of that too. It happens, so let's not let's not be fools here. But yeah, that's not you know whatever. Yeah, one hundred percent. And again, Dan, thanks for subscribing. We're glad your boy could join. Great, he's the one who helped me get in touch with Marcus. So Dan, appreciate you. And uh, you have a lot easier drive from Wisconsin. You don't have to drive through Champaign now. You can stop there. You don't have to drive all the way to Carbondale to watch your son's games. No more, no more 57. <laughs> yeah. So now let's go back to – I had a little teaser at the beginning. I didn't delete it till about three seconds into the show. We got to get back into some portal combat. Man. Finish him. Yeah. <clears throat> Flawless. Flawless victory. <laughs> um, so <laughs> – um, you know, as I, you know, I'm known to toot my own horn once in a while when I, you know, get things right. And, and that's, it's, it's okay, man. Tis life, right? You are the swan. Tis life. Exactly. If you've watched John Wick four, John Wick three, tis life. Um, so as I mentioned on Sunday, I gave a bold prediction in my final thought, Kev. Do you remember what that was? Yeah. Quincy Guerrero's committing, dude. 
And the second one? Yeah, one of the two of Coleman Hawkins and Terrence Shannon are coming back. No. That nope. was not, no. You might want to watch the show, Kev. I don't, uh, I don't pay attention to what you say. No, I know. He was only thinking about his final thought. That's true. Which, which was a tangent he wanted to go off on. Illinois is a golf school. Yeah, Illinois is a golf school. That's all he was thinking about, which makes me feel great now. He's probably not even thinking about what I'm saying as we speak. But so what I my second prediction, Kevin, was that the Illinois point guard would enter the transfer portal. Does that ring a bell? Yes, absolutely. And he did. He did. And he did. Ding, ding, ding. So two, and I said that would happen in the next seven days. And that was three days ago. So it looks like Illinois point guard, Kevin, is in the transfer portal. Definitely, definitely guy we're keeping an eye on. And uh, is uh, is his what's his name? It's what's his name again, Kevin? I'm trying to remember. It's uh, Ray J. Dennis. Ray J. Dennis, who apparently though, Kevin, what I find funny is there's other podcasts around, and I won't mention them because they're not Illinois podcasts. But so I won't give them the recognition. Maybe they might want to hear people talking about them. They think it's underwhelming if that's who the surprise point guard is. What say what say you about that? Go watch the kid play. Like he does, he doesn't. He does everything you want a point guard to do. You, uh, he had a game against Michigan uh, where he didn't score as well. He didn't shoot well. And listen, everybody has bad shooting nights. The best players in the history of the league in the NBA have bad shooting nights. It happens. I think he had eight or nine assists that game. Uh, he can get to he can get to just about anywhere he wants on the floor. He's more than athletic enough. Like he's not sincere Harris athletic, um, but he's more athletic than Jaden Epps. Yeah, he's definitely. I was gonna say he ain't Jaden Epps athletic either. Jaden Epps is, is plenty athletic enough to, to work in the Big Ten. I think we all saw that. You know, yeah. Game against Iowa, I'm not not throwing stones, but he's a little bit more. He's a little bigger. Uh, he finishes with his left hand incredibly well for a right-handed player. Uh, he has amazing court vision. Uh, he is a floor general. The one concern that you would have with him is uh, is a little bit on the defensive end. But I'll stand up and say this, dude. I don't have any concerns with anybody that's going to play for Brad Underwood about defense because he's going to get those guys to play defense. It's just all there is to it. Like, like and you won't, you don't question. You're not going to question his effort. That's the, no, the key. No, and and I, I think there. Um, you can look at defensive rating. Like if you go to Sports Reference and you look at D rating or, or wherever you're going to get your stats from, um, those are ind- indicative of more team so stats, right? Like like uh, LJ Cryer, his defensive rating this year went in the tank. Well, so did Baylor's as a whole because it's based on points per possession when you're on the floor. And if the other guys on your team aren't very good at defense, it's really hard. And Baylor was not good as good team defensively this year. Um Toledo was a terrible defensive team. That's got some coaching to do with it, right? Uh, Toledo was an amazing offensive team. I think he can transfer some of the offensive skills to Illinois if he is if, if Illinois can land him, which I do feel good about. I do think that this this is probably the guy that people have talked about in several channels as the the, the guy we're looking at. Uh, it makes a ton of sense. He's a Chicago kid. <clears throat> And I, he's a Chicago Burbs kid. So yeah, he's from Oswego, <clears throat> Oswego, Illinois. Yeah, shout out Mike Flair, my homeboy from Oswego, <clears throat> and uh, Oswego, Oswego's finest. Yeah. Um, Jared Beatty as well, Oswego. Yeah. Um, and Oswego, 
we'll take Ray J. Dennis with us. So, um, Ray J., I believe, Kev, number three in the Torvik ratings of transfers possible. It's like basically all his efficiency stats and all the analytic fun stuff, whatever, point plus minus. He's number three in the transfer portal now, currently. Um, and again, a guy who averaged nearly 20 points a game. Let's get that straight. Six assists. Um, shoots nearly 40% from deep. Nearly 80% from the line. He's a very good ball handler. Takes care of the ball. Crafty around the rim. And when you watch that Michigan game again, see, back then, I, so I was watching the NIT game. Yeah. So this Toledo team was a dominant MAC team. Like Kent yeah. State was a good team. They gave Indiana a run for their money in the tournament, um, and that was a good defensive Kent State team. That's why they won because they were a good defensive team. But Toledo won the regular season. I believe they won twenty eight games, twenty nine games. Yep, yeah, he was the MAC Player of the Year. MAC Player of the Year in a good league. It's not a crap league. No, it's like not Ohio with um, I'm Ohio with. They've had good teams over the last three, four years. They had good players this year. But John Gross in Akron is a very good program. John Gross has that program running very well right now. Yeah, it's a good spot for John. Yeah. yeah, and Kent State has always been kind of like the team that had been losing in the finals every year because they're that good. But Toledo, the last couple of years, had been a 25 to 28 win team, and uh, he's been the best player on that team since, you know the last few years. He also – can't forget this. Ray J. Dennis has NCAA tournament experience when he was at Boise State. Yep. He had he had a couple of big games for the, for the Broncos. Um, so he's a winner. Uh, and, you know, he's got tournament experience. And the most important thing is he's a fifth-year guy. He's older. And you add that to Harmon and DeMosk, it's, it spells um, the opposite of what we had last year in key situations with young guards in the ball. Um, and again, to me, here's how I look at it. If Brad Underwood wants him, Brad Underwood likes him. He knows what they need. I'm good with it. I, I like him. It's it's definitely a plus addition. You know what oh, I mean? It, 100%. It's a plus. So yeah. if anyone's over underwhelmed, then you were just expecting the moon, and you kind of need to be a little bit more realistic about that. Um, well, I mean, and, there's there's been rumors that you know it was Tiger Campbell. <clears throat> Sounds so like he just wants to be a pro, Kev, you know? Yeah, and Ray J. Dennis has 50 straight games in double figures. 50. 50 consecutive games. I mean, exactly. But he put a move on Bufkin, Bluff, yeah, Bufkin at Michigan, at, that, who's going to be a first-round pick that I'm telling you, he put a sweet spin move on the, on the baseline. He did an up and under. Like Kev said, 13 points, eight rebounds in Ann Arbor. If that's a bad game for a guy, I'll take him every day of the week. <clears throat> so, um, and and you know there there have been rumors, you know that, that that Tiger Campbell was was the guy, and like I said, he might be going pro. I mean, it, it leads to the rumor that has that circulated that it's that it's Ray J. Dennis, and and I think that Illinois is going to do what it takes. To, I, I knock on wood to get him. Um, and I don't. I think the fans should be ecstatic if that's the case. And Illinois will go from being, you know, if, if you're able to add Ray J. Dennis, Illinois will go from one of being the one of the least experienced teams in college basketball last year to one of the most experienced teams. Um, Illinois coming into the season had like a hundred total starts. 
Uh, you look at the guys who'd started in, in college basketball that that's, that are starting five that had started a D1 college basketball game on this team. Terrence Shannon had like 54 starts. Uh, Matt Meyer had some like 32. He was mainly a six man at, at Baylor. And Coleman Hawkins had 14. RJ Melendez had one. So, and now you're looking at guys like <coughs> Harmon, who started for a couple of years. Uh, Damask, who started a whole bunch of games. Uh, Quincy Guerriere, who started for four years. Uh, you know, and we need to talk about QG coming. Uh, but Yeah, we will actually after this. And you can still bring back Terrence and Coleman. I mean, they, they could be the most experienced team in college basketball next year. Now, jumping gears to Guerrero, um and it's to me too and here's to finish with ray j and then transition to to guerrero you know guerrero hit the portal early last week took his visit end of last week committed early this week i think you could very easily see something like that with ray j dennis um it's not tampering if a kid takes a visit two three days after he hits the portal and then commits a couple days after his visit ends yeah and nowadays with this NIL stuff, the whole tampering thing is a lot harder, in my opinion, to not only prove, but to say, oh, they were talking to him before this and that, when it, you could easily buy a kid, let's just be honest, within the day they go hit the portal. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's about NIL. So before there wasn't there wasn't buying kids legally. You know, it was all underneath <laughs> swept under the rug, hidden in the dark shadows stuff. Now it's like, this is how much NIL money we have for you. Would you like to come? Ray J. Dennis, yes, I would like that. Right. <laughs> he's, he's an Illini. There's no tampering. You know what I mean? Right. He just hit the portal today. I wouldn't be shocked if he visited this weekend. He's actually working out in Phoenix right now, Ray J. is. He's there with uh, Chet Holmgren and some other guys that I believe he knows and through AAU and stuff. So he's been working out there in Phoenix, uh, getting his game right. But I am working hard to figure out when he will be visiting Illinois. So I know it's going to happen. Well, the, the, the challenge being is is he is in the, he has put his name in the NBA draft. Um, and so he's going to see that through as best he can uh, and look for feedback. So that's, that's three guys that we're really looking at between him, Shannon, and Hawkins. Um, I, I'll, I'll say this is that it's unfortunate. Um, Ray J., I I, th I compare him a lot to Fred Van Vliet is a guy I, I see in him. And Fred did not get great NBA looks when he was coming out and then has proved himself in the M NBA without without question. But that's what the NBA does. Is it's You look at, like, uh, the guy for, who the Bulls drafted seven a couple years ago, Patrick, Patrick Williams, is that right? Yeah, Patrick um, Williams from FSU, yep. Who had done nothing in college, but he just oozes potential because of his – um, is measurables. And, and and that's the thing about Ray J. Dennis is he doesn't have the measurables. You know, he's 6'2". He doesn't have a 40-inch vertical. He's 185 pounds, yeah. Right, and so there's there's some of that that's going to, you know, and then Fred Van Vliet was an undrafted guy after he graduated at Wichita State, and he's proved himself to be a really good NBA player, um, an all-star in 2022. I think I, – I don't know that the NBA – is going to adjust because of one Fred Van Vliet uh, for Ray J. Dennis. And I think that leans in Illinois' favor. Uh, and I can tell you this, the dad loves Tim Anderson. So uh, I know it's a very close family that love Tim Anderson. 
There's There's a love about Tim Anderson. Anybody listen to this podcast with Deion Thomas, like what he's doing for the youth in Champaign around like I love dude. Tim Anderson is a first class dude. I'm all about that guy. So I just want people to know, like my thought process and theories of why I'm so sure he's coming. It's nothing is 100 percent a lock anymore. I just want everybody to know that. But I've been feeling 99 point, you know, eight for a while. And there's reasons behind it. You know, the dad's closeness with Tim Anderson coming back to his home state. Um, the, let's say Illinois needs a point guard and as currently has no actual straight lead guard, you know, Harmon's a combo. Here's the keys. Here's the keys to the kingdom. Like that's sexy to a kid who wants to bump his stock and status up. And uh, especially knowing that it's needed and it can be the key contributor and factor for the team to make a second weekend push next year. So, there's a lot at stake and a lot behind the reasons why I feel so confident about it. So I just wanted people to know that. Now let's transition to Quincy Guerrero, who came from Oregon, who um, in many ways has things that Illinois desperately needs. You know, it's a big who can shoot from deep, you know, 35% from deep, definitely more consistent than Coleman Hawkins. And uh, Coleman hopefully doesn't take that personally. I know. Uh, he's done that before in the past with some tweets. It's not bad-mouthing you personally. It's just speaking facts. So Coleman Hawkins shot 28% from deep last year. Quincy Guerrero shot 35%. He's a better shooter and more volume shooter as well. So, um, And to me, that's Brad's been wanting a big that could shoot. He's been wanting that because it's like Hansberry's going to be a guy that can probably get you to hit, hit it from 15 to 16 feet. Um, you know, Dane's is going to be working on it. It sounds like Kev, from all indications, he's been shooting it better, you know, so far in this off season, but you can't just throw bigs down there and just have guys go, well, we're not worried about them shooting it all anymore. They're not going to shoot. You want a guy when you put Guerrero down there, even if he has to play five a little bit, but mainly the four who can stretch the floor. He's also a better rebounder than Coleman Hawkins. He's more physical. He's got more weight on him. Um, and, uh, it's, from, from the sounds of it, too, it sounds like they're wanting him to play more like he did at Syracuse, you know, more um, physical around the rim um, where he was more efficient and effective. If you look at his numbers, too, at uh, Oregon, he played a lot less minutes, which I think factored into a degree. He played a career-low 25 minutes last year a game. He was at 32 pretty much all his career at Oregon. Well, they have three. They had three seven footers, so they were asking him to play more like the three, and it's. And I think he wanted to do that to work on his game, and that's possibly a more NBA style. But I think now what he's looking to do is just have a good season, have a winning season, and be a contributor and where he best fits. And that's where, like, he goes back to the Syracuse days, of where he's the best fit. The other aspect about him that we need to think about is he feels a, he feels a role where Illinois has been exposed for seems like ever, um, you know, seems like since Roger Powell, like we, 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 we haven't, like you think about the guys who have got, who have, who have exposed us, Dante Scott's of the world, um, uh, Tyler, uh, uh, Tyler Wall from Wisconsin. Like this is the guy who's going to guard that guy. He, he's, he's six, seven, six, eight, 220 pounds. Um, and, and he is going to be that, prototypical Big Ten four that can match up with those guys and do some things. And you're going to put a bigger guy on him. He's going to go around him. You're going to put a smaller guy on him. He's going to back him down. And I'm really excited about what he brings. 
Um, I, and it's our third go round. We finally got him. <laughs> I'm and and I can tell you this. You know, there was a lot of people who were like, "Oh, is he Coleman's replacement?" I want to transition to maybe he could be Coleman's replacement, but he didn't get recruited specifically to be that. Well, it, 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 it shows, like I talked about this several times on this pod, about how I, I view um, uh, um, Brett Bielema as the CEO of the bas- of the football team. I think Underwood's acting like a CEO here. There's no guarantee Coleman comes back. No guarantee Terrence Shannon comes back. And so you've got to take matters into your own hand and put guys in the team who can fit. And the fact is, is that Quincy fits this team with Coleman back or without him back. And – um, I, I, I think we're better with Coleman back. I want him back. I'd love for him to come back. If that's the right decision for him. But um, like they can play together. They can be the four and the five together, right? Uh, and and, and Gary, like he is making a decision here that shows you he. And that's the thing, like with Demas, like he just said, Marcus just said, we are getting guys that are coming here that want to win, and they're willing to sacrifice roles to win. If Justin Harmon wanted to be the leading scorer, he stayed at Utah Valley. If Marcus wanted to be the leading scorer, he'd have spent a fifth year. You know, he, he would have gone to a smaller school. They would have had to transfer other grad transfers. No, they'd have had the COVID year. Um, so, I mean, there's these guys. They 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 would they would do things that are different here. They're coming to Illinois, probably with the expectation of one of the studs coming back and Terrence Shannon or Coleman Hawkins, hopefully not going wood. And they're coming to fill roles, and they get that. And I think that bodes really positive for the season coming. And, you know, one thing I didn't mention with Marcus, I wanted to give him his flowers in person because <clears throat> I know he's how – He's a good player, man. He is a good player. And everything I said to you guys is all true. Go look at his stats. Go look at his highlights of clutch shots. When you can be the leader on your team of all those major categories, you know, beat good teams and still, you know, just be – <clears throat> true to yourself he's sneaky quick too um but one other thing that i wanted to mention about him is don't be surprised if he wins out a starting spot i just want to be honest no i think the, i think the mask is probably a starter as, as it sits right now like because just because we say starting he may not play 35 minutes a game but i think what he brings is something the team needs you know a leader a guy who's going to make the right play who can hit the open shot who's going to die for loose balls, who's going to be a presence of positivity, of leadership. Yeah, toughness. Literally, he is a Underwood guy. So I wanted everybody to just – and if they go, oh, great, we got DeMoss starting. Like, that's something bad thing. There's still, That means Ty Rogers will come off the bench, okay? And that means Luke Goody will come off the bench. Guess what? That means you got a really good bench. I mean, the, the, the guys played 30, 34 minutes a game for four straight years in Division One college basketball. He's averaged double digits in scoring every year. He's averaged just five rebounds, right about five rebounds every year for four years. He's shot 36% over four years, taking 4.3 three-pointers a game. Like, the guy can play. Like, this is a proven commodity. And, 100 and- Oh, 100%. So I just wanted to knock that out. But so if someone right now, Kev, were to, you know, say, Ryan, you got to, you got to tell me now. And, and we'll hold, you can hold me to it. I already told you one of the two is going to stay no matter what. But right now I'd be leaning definitely heavily more on Shannon, not just because he's told people, his mom's told people he's going to stay. Um, but I think the money he's going to get coming back, as I mentioned Sunday, is clearly going to be worth it. 
Um, but I would pick Shannon. So I feel a lot more comfortable about that. But the Hawkins thing for people just to think he's gone for sure, it's not. That's not the case. Um, I think it's more of him. He's really wanting to go all out and, and push all this through to see, you know, can he get a deal? Can he get a guaranteed deal with the NBA? Um, and maybe push his value up even heading into one more season in college. So let the scouts and everybody see really what, you know, he's available to do and what he can do to get GMs talking about him more. And I think next year, if he does come back to Illinois, I think he's going to be put into situations, Kevin, where he can show that and show what he's going to be doing at the next level more than he could last year. I agree. And I I, I think that, when you combine some of the, the 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 pieces around him, I mean Coleman Coleman's a phenomenal passer for his for his big for his size, and he hit. I mean he he could have had a much higher assist total this year if guys would make some open shots. We're adding guys who shoot well on catch and shoot threes. Uh, Guerrier, good job at that. Harmon, good job at that. Damas, good job at that. And what that does is when you have guys who are who can make catch and shoot threes is it opens a little bit of driving lanes. And when you just put a big, a big on Coleman, he's going to be able to, to, to drive on him. Like, uh, you know, guys like Edie can't come out there and guard him off the dribble. And, and I think you'll see that. Uh, and I, I think that that's, they're working things around Coleman to let him thrive. And if it is the NBA, good for him. I hope he does well. I hope he gets, makes a team and, and, and makes lots of money doing that. But if he comes back, I think Illinois can really thrive with him. 100%. So, again, Illini fans, as of today, I try to lead you on that right path. I've got Shannon. Mo, i feeling really good. I think about 80%. Hawkins closer to 50. And both right around under – man, we're close to 50. A little, maybe a little under. But uh, not bad. So, we're going to call it a night. Kev's got tons of NBA games he needs to focus on. He does uh-huh. He, do doesn't wanna, have, he doesn't have any money riding on any. <laughs> I do want to comment on one thing, too. I think the, the underrated, undervalued guy here is a little bit is, is Justin Harmon. Oh, yeah. There we um, go. Uh, Harmon um, is a 33% three-point shooter, which is more than effective. He shot 34% last year. But what you really want to think about what Harmon can bring is he's, a, he's, he's, more, he's a quicker, more athletic, and, and, and DeMonte was, was subtly athletic. I think DeMonte would catch a ball and get a dunk, and people were like, oh, my goodness. Uh, so I don't want to downplay his, his his athleticism there. But Harmon is a more polished offensive player that can be that DeMonte for us, too. I mean, Harmon is a dog defensively, and he is coming here with the expectation of that role. And you're adding, you're adding like, a guy who's, like, 22, 23 years old in him. You're adding a guy in Guerrier who I think will be 24. Uh, Marcus, who's going to be 23, 24. You get, if you get Coleman and Terrence back, there's a couple 22, 23, 24 year old guys. You, you know, uh, Dane is 21. I mean, like Luke Goody, I mean, like we are, we are going to have a team full of like grown men. And there's going to be a tough <laughs> level of this basketball team that we sorely lack. And it's not a knock against the freshmen last year that were thrown into the roles. But the Big Ten is a tough conference. It's a physical league. And it's good to have guys like the mosque who's, 66220 Guerrier who's 6767 Justin Harmon who's 64 180 pounds and an athletic and a dog like there's just things that we're adding to this team that are going to make us
much more suitable Brad Underwood style. I'm going to work to get Harmon on this. I do my best, and I take pride in it. We've got Nico Moretti, guys, that no one's ever spoke to. No Illini media has ever spoken to him. They aren't allowed to. And I got him on this. I just got Marcus Marcus Damask on here. Has anybody talked to him from Illinois media? Nope. <laughs> Justin Harmon. I'm going to work on it. So. So smash that subscribe button. <laughs> exactly. So everybody on here, if you're a YouTuber, we're adding more. We're over 120. We've got a lot more. Follow us on YouTube. But more importantly, I know you all follow us on Twitter. But subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you're the Spotify type of person, follow subscribe there as well. Um, but watch Justin Harmon's NIT highlights from this past March. If you want to know what he can do, he was – Maybe one of the best players in the whole National Invitational Tournament. 100%. He was dynamite. Now, my final thought, Kev, before I'm going to go enjoy some Warriors Kings and watch the Warriors go up 3-2. So, yeah. Anyway. My boy uh, Aaron Fox is dominating this game. What's the score right now? 25-39 Sacramento. Okay, that's fine. The Warriors will end at the end. They'll win in the end. It's all right. Hope somebody took the over because there's seven minutes to go in the <clears throat> Even if it goes seven, when it's game seven, that's a young Kings team. The Warriors will get it done. Now, my final thought is not that. It's kind of the what we've talked about for about half the show. Ray J. Dennis, when it is all said and done, the dust, the dusk, whatever you want to say, the clouds clear, the skies are, you know, apparently. Be, blue. <laughs> yeah, they're when they're orange and blue. That's where the Ray will show through. Ray J. Dennis will be in a line eye. Kev? Um, my final thought is going to be a tangent again. Man, uh, another tangent. I got to get some tangent music. Hold on a sec. Go what, ahead. What would, what would tangent music be? I'll find it. Go for it. Let me hear your tangent. Coming out of spring, I am so bullish on what Brett Bielema is building with this program. There are so many guys in key roles that have stepped up uh, coming back off that Friday screen. I am very bullish on what this team is doing. Uh, and I am very excited for what is going to happen tomorrow night. Illinois is going to have a draft pick, most likely in the top 10, in Devin Witherspoon. And we are, the, the really cool thing about it is Brett Bielema and Aaron Henry are going to be there. Uh, the Illinois media that, you know, guys you know, that are going to be there. It is a great exposure for this program. And while I was frustrated at first when Illinois hired Bielema and then I started to dig into it and realize what he is doing, I am so excited at what the future of this program brings. We are probably a month away from being uh, putting closing the book on what the basketball program is going to be and who's going to be on the team and what the roster is going to look like. And we can go full-fledged and to think about what this football team is going to bring. But if you have the opportunity, I would tell you, go buy some season tickets. This team is going to be worth it. Uh, I just – I think that Luke Altmaier is the real deal. I think a second year in Barry Lunny's system is really critical and key. We have depth at the running back position, which I think uh, we didn't really last year. And we also tried to focus on really – highlighting Chase Brown and what he could do. So I'm just really, real. I'm just, I can't tell you how excited I am about what this football season is going to bring. <clears throat> and you know what? Amen. Uh, I, I agree hundred um, percent. In June, we're going to ramp it up with OV talks. 
we're going to be just talking a lot of football. There'll be some AAU stuff for hoops, but again. Hey, how about this one? Back, back to keeping it orange and blue. This man right here, the Swami, told you all, if you listen, if you paid attention, he might not have said his name, but he knew Henderson was coming to Illinois when he was still committed to Iowa State. And, and Bielema gave that kid more snaps. Uh, Lunny gave that kid more snaps this year in, in spring ball than just about anybody as a true freshman, and he showed out. And so while he may not make a difference on the 23 football team, that is a stud offensive lineman, and I am super excited about that. And his teammate, Antoine Hayden, is going to be a stud in the backfield. Uh, That's our dude. That's our dude. That's our Antoine Hayden. And we're going to be bringing him on before spring – before fall camp. So there were some departures. The one we need to talk about real quick, C.J. Hart. So wish him nothing but the best. I know he's got some family in the East Coast. Sounds like he's a father. Um, There's some other things going on. So – And you know what? Dylan Rosiak and Kalen Odaluga took that spot. That's why. Yeah. Odaluga. That's my guy. That's, uh, anywho, that's my guy. That's we my got guy. tons of time to talk about that. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday night. I'm the Swami. That's the deuce. Swami out. I-L-L. I-N-I.